Welcome to Unleash Your Inner Contagiously Positive. I am your host, Laurieann Sheldrick, the Contagiously Positive Girl, and every single week I come here to help you make happiness your permanent default setting. I believe that your level of happiness is going to be one of the most life-altering things you choose to have every single day. And it isn't about choosing to be a perfect little happy robot, it is about choosing a happy life, regardless of what challenges you have to face. So choose happiness today and unleash your inner contagiously positive tomorrow. Let's begin. Hey, 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 everyone. Welcome back to the Unleash Your Inner Contagiously Positive podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in with me today. As I record this, we are just a few days away from Valentine's Day. Love Day, L-O-V-E. I love love. And before I get into today's topic, which is giving you um, some things you can start doing today to be effing contagiously positive, and I'll tell you a story which is why I'm saying effing contagiously positive. It'll make sense in a moment. But I want to share with you a little story on a tradition that my husband and I started um, when we were living in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. We lived there for five years. We didn't know anyone. So we had to make a real conscious effort to make friends. And our friends ended up becoming our family. Like we adored them. And some of our friends were in relationships and some were single. And of course, my husband and I have been together since 1947. So we um, we were, in, were obviously in a relationship. We haven't been together since 1947. It's just 20 years sometimes feels like 1947. It's like I've been with my husband like half my life, which is insanity. So um, I love him to pieces. So anyway, we realized like, you know what? We don't really celebrate Valentine's Day. We just want to be with the people that we love, including each other. We should start to host a friend's Valentine's um, so that even if someone isn't in a relationship or dating someone or wanting to celebrate it, we all celebrate it together. So we started that tradition when we were living there. And that's how we celebrated Valentine's Day. We started out our first one. We were like, okay, let's do a brunch. And we had a brunch and brunch turned into lunch and lunch turned into dinner. And then by like four o'clock in the morning, everybody was going home. It was really amazing. And the next year was the same thing. And then the next year, um, uh, uh, one couple, which is so great. It wasn't just single people. It was mostly couples just wanting to celebrate Valentine's Day all together um, with all of their friends and with each other as well. If they were a couple, brought their we they one couple brought their PlayStation and we played games all day and then we cooked and we ate and we played games and just absolutely amazing. So we're doing the same thing this year as well, and we're going out with another couple and we're celebrating friends Valentine. Day, which is just so phenomenal. And I love that we have the tradition. And the reason why I wanted to share this story, number one, Valentine's Day is just a couple days away from the time I'm recording this podcast. But also, it's a way that I honor that contagiously positive girl inside of me. Instead of just following the tradition and taking the path that everybody takes and, you know, not listening to what it is that I want and that what my husband wants, we've created our own traditions. We've created our own um, little rituals, if you will, because we've always gone against the grain. We've always done things differently, my husband and I, because we try to honor our inner guide, our inner compass, the things that we want to do, the things that bring us joy. And that's a really critical way, a critical path, if you will, to becoming, to being, not becoming happy, that lives inside of us, it just gets blocked, to being happy and to living in our joy and to taking up permanent residence in positive land, if you will, um, and towards being effing contagiously positive. I think it's really important to follow your path and to listen to your gut, what your gut is telling you. If you are 
a, a traditional person and you want to be with your with your partner or date and have the traditional Valentine's, amazing. Be- it's amazing because that is what feels good to you. That is what brings you joy. That is what makes you happy. But if you don't want to do that and you want to do something different and you want to create something differently, create it. Like you can make your own traditions or you can follow the current traditions. The whole point of this story is if you want to be effing contagiously positive, if you want to live in your joy, if you want to create a life and live a life that you love and create these adventures and create these experiences and wake up every day feeling so incredibly joyful, you got to do what feels good to you. And I know that's not always easy to do, but it takes practice and over time it just feels really good and you're bringing all that joy into other people's lives as well. But my husband and I, creating our own traditions and and following our own gut instincts, our own inner guide. We created this beautiful ritual for other couples who wanted to do the same as well. And not everybody comes. Not all of our friends come because some of our friends want to do it the traditional way. And that's okay. I keep repeating this because I really want to... My message this year is really about just really understanding that we're going to experience things differently. We're going to like different things. We're going to dislike different things. We can do the exact same thing and I'll love it and you won't. And instead of having this separate us and creating a divide, let's just say, you know what? I'm me and you are you. This is what I want and this is what you want. And we can both respect each other. I'm not right. You're not right. I'm not wrong. You're not wrong. We're just being who we are and we're trying to live in our joy and that is what we want. So this story really does fall into the things that I wanted to talk to you about today because the reason why my whole company is called Contagiously Positive, if you don't know, um, back in, I want to say 2008, so pre-Contagiously Positive days before I became a life coach and started my life coaching practice and then stepping into entrepreneurship um, and creating Contagiously Positive, I actually worked in the construction industry. I had a a career for 10 years with the same company and uh, they were a general contracting firm and um, at the end of I would say like the last five years of the career they were general contracting and a development company and the end of my career with them I was actually working on a job site it was really really phenomenal I got to be out of the main office and on the job site seeing the building go up like right there it was really really an amazing time in my life and I got to work in project coordination and project management and it was really really a good learning opportunity for me However, it was also um, a very stressful time for me. I worked, worked, worked. I hustled, hustled, hustled. And I literally burnt myself out. And I became very, very sick physically, very sick mentally, very sick emotionally, and very sick spiritually. Um, And I knew that I had to make a shift and I didn't know what that was. So I hired a career coach who was also a life coach. She blended the two together. Because at the end, you know, and I've realized this in my own practice as well, when Uh, when someone comes in you know with issues at their career we don't typically focus just on the career we focus on their life and because that's usually those are the blockers it's usually a mental block it's usually an emotional block it's usually just something that that's happening in our inner world um, that we need to change and strengthen so that it can have a positive impact in our external world. So I'm working with this coach and we're working on my mindset and doing all of these really cool exercises and she would give me daily practices and a few months in, um, another five alarm problem happened on the job site and this was a daily thing and you know I was working like sometimes I I would work seven days a week and go in at seven o'clock in the morning and not get home till 7 p.m. and then have to get called back in because there was a five alarm problem happening and so it was really, really stressful but my coach, Mary, was teaching me tools on number one, how to create healthy boundaries and have positive conversations to ensure that people were respecting my boundaries, but also helping me to have a solution, to to form a solution-based mindset, if you will, to program that I am a solution-based mind, not like let's take up permanent residence in the problem because what we were realizing was we were just trying to solve problems with more problems and that's just not the way it works. So 
One day, this subcontractor came up to me and he was just incredibly livid and he was ripping me a new one and he was tense and he was angry and he was pissed at me even though it wasn't my problem and the building is leaking and for some reason it was my fault. It wasn't my fault and, you know, I understand where he was coming from. He was just so frustrated. We all were. We all were. It was a very, very challenging project. And as I was sitting there and I'm listening to him and he's spewing all this stuff at me, I realized in that moment, you know, he not going to be able to have a solution-based mindset conversation with me until he like is just snaps out of this problem state. So I thought, you know what? I've got to start practicing what I'm preaching here. This is a really great opportunity for me to practice what I have been learning and I cannot control the way he's feeling, but I'm not going to go down this rabbit hole with him. So instead what I did is I made the decision to just shift my mindset into the solution-based mindset, just like my coach was teaching me. And I started to try to lighten the tense and angry mood. And so I just started to ask him questions and I started to talk to him and started to throw out solutions out there and even really silly ones because I find sometimes when we bring a little bit of humor in, it just like almost like switches the mind and it's like okay yeah I get it I'm being a little silly right now and you're right I need to come at this from a different perspective and while we're having this conversation he's still not happy with me because he wants me to go down the you know the rabbit hole with him and he's like has this really weird expression on his face and it was making me a little bit uncomfortable because first of all, I was uncomfortable practicing this tool from my coach, but I knew that I needed to do it to program my brain. Um, And also I was uncomfortable the way he was looking at me and the way he was acting towards me. And so I just, I asked him, I'm like, what is wrong? What is happening? Why aren't you saying anything? And he looked at me and so seriously, he said, Lorianne, you are so fucking contagiously positive. I don't know if I hate you or I like you. And what's really awesome about that now, it wasn't awesome at the time because it was, it wasn't meant as a compliment. But you know, in that moment, I was like, I'm going to take this as a compliment. Even though he didn't mean it as that, even though it was derogatory, I'm going to take it as a compliment because even though he meant it in a derogatory way, it did in fact lighten the mood. It did actually shift him. Was he still frustrated? Absolutely. But he was no longer angry and ripping me a new one. He went from anger to frustration. And frustration is a much better emotion to be able to deal with problems because frustration is just totally normal. normal. You're able to work on solutions from that place. So that is how I became the contagiously positive girl. And I didn't start my business right away after that. It was quite a few years later. But I continued to practice these tools because I realized that by changing my inner world and continuing to strengthen my emotional and mental muscles and to understand that I had control over my action and I had control over my attitude and I could choose how to respond and react and act and behave, it didn't just have an extreme impact on the trajectory of my life because I ended up becoming a life coach and entrepreneur with Contagiously Positive. It also had a an impact on those around me. And that's what's really, really amazing about that. You cannot control your external circumstances or external people, but you can always control your own. And by doing that, it has an impact on those around you. It's just, it's the law of the universe. It can be no other way because energy attracts energy. Like attracts like. Because listen... We in that we know how easy it is to take up permanent residence in Negativeville when someone is complaining and we go in there with our stories. All of a sudden, three hours later, nobody feels good and we've been complaining for three hours. Well, if the same is true on the you know quote unquote negative side, the same is true on the positive end as well. We can take up permanent residence in in Happyland or we can take up permanent residence in Negativeville. The choice is always is always ours. Does that mean that we're never going to experience a negative emotion? Absolutely not. We're human beings and we need to experience those emotions. That's what helps us to learn and grow. That's what helps us to look within. But over time with practice, and this is what happened to me and what I work on with my clients and with all of you here every single week at the podcast is you recalibrate a lot faster. 
So I can wake up in the morning and something negative can happen and I can start to feel myself go down that rabbit hole. And in that moment, I can say, I'm really angry. I'm really frustrated. Do Is this how I want to be and feel the rest of the day? The answer is always no, because who wants to feel angry and frustrated all day? So then the question becomes, okay, if you don't want to feel that way, then what can you do instead? And that question, that question flicks a switch in your brain that says, we don't want to stay in problem land here. We don't want to stay here. What can we do? And your brain instantly goes and looks for solutions for you. Your brain is absolutely brilliant. And it's so amazing that we have this ability, we have this power, we just forget about it. So Today, I want to go through five things you can just begin to pay attention to, begin to do, begin to just like, just become self-aware about that will really help you to be effing contagiously positive, if you will. Um, One of the things that I'm going to do today is I'm going to take tools, some steps from my digital course, Unleash Your Inner Contagiously Positive. Not to plug the course, even though I think it's an absolutely beautiful course and I think it's amazing, but because the tools in the course are the things were born and created because number one of the work that I was doing when that man called me effing contagiously positive and the work that I've been continuing to do today. And I just think it's really important. And also it's such a great way for me to teach and to share with all of you. So Not only am I going to give you an insider view of Unleash and the, the, you know, quote unquote work that I did pre-contagiously positive days and today, um, I'm also going to give you really amazing things that you can start to become aware of and put into practice today by yourself without a coach, without a course. Uh, I mean, if you want those things and that's absolutely amazing, I always recommend doing this work. Um, with a coach or with a therapist or with a mastermind group, a spiritual group, whatever, just because I think it just helps us to um, open up even further. But this is going to help you to start to pay attention to, okay, well, if these are things that I'm going to do and incorporate into my life, then I'm going to read some books on that. I'm going to listen to some books on that. I'm going to take some courses on that. I'm going to work with my coach on that. I'm going to work with my therapist on that. I'm going to talk to my friends about that. So this, along with the tools and the lessons and the inner muscle work is what's inside of my nine-week program, but it's how I live my life. This is how I live my life. And this is how I continue to be so effing contagiously positive, even when I'm having a really challenging day. Okay, so number one, everybody, let's just dive right in. I know you're really excited, maybe not, or maybe you're just like, oh my God, get to the point. Regardless, number one, the first thing that you want to do that is like critical key, always the first step is that self-awareness. So to be effing contagiously positive, we, you, we need to constantly be working at programming our mind to work for us, not against us. So if you were to write down a step, say you are a steps person and you want to write down these steps, step one, program your mind to work for you, not against you. And so one of the things here is that this isn't woo-woo. This, you know, we think the law of attraction um, and positive thinking is all woo-woo. It's absolutely not Scientists are diving really, really deep into our brain and how our thoughts actually affect our, not just our brain, but our body as well. And they've discovered that our thoughts actually change the physical makeup of our brain. Like how amazing is that? That means that what we think consistently literally changes your neural pathways. That's not woo-woo. They actually have seen it on scans that neural pathways are changing dependent on what you are thinking. So these neural pathways are important because these are the things that control how we think and how we behave and the actions that we take or don't take. So the easiest way to quiet a negative mind is to actually talk to yourself in ways that make your brain work, work for you, not against you. And by, by, by saying, you know, talking to yourself, what I mean is being aware of where your thoughts are going. Are you heading into taking up permanent residence in Negativeville? Being aware of, you know, um, how you're speaking to yourself, how you're speaking to others. Like just really being conscious of 
where am I going right now and how is this making me feel? If it's not making you feel good, then that's a time when you have to say, you know what, I need to pivot. And this takes practice and it takes repetition, 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 because you're, it's just like any muscle. If you're working out a physical muscle, it takes repetition, it takes practice, it takes time, not just once, but all the time. You need to do this for the rest of your life, constantly telling your brain how you want it to think, how you want it to act, how you want it to respond, how you want it, what you want it to do. You need to do that. You have control over that. We think our brain has control over over us, but it's only because of what we've programmed it to do and to think. So, you know, you don't think one positive thought and then all your limiting beliefs and all your negative patterns go away and you're just fully programmed. It didn't take that one thought to get you on the negative side either. It takes making a conscious effort, using language that supports you and really changing that narrative, changing the story, if you will, which is in fact retraining, reprogramming your brain. And we do this one thought at a time. So it's really, really phenomenal. And a thing that I do is I question myself a lot is is this true? Am I going to believe in this? Um, is this going to make me feel good? Is this going to enhance the way I want to feel or take away from it? Is this how I want to spend the rest of my day? And by doing that, it challenges it and it makes my brain and my brain say, you know what? There is a better way. There is a different way. Do you want to go that way? And then if it's a yes, then your brain starts to look for all of those patterns and it shows you all of those things. And that is such a beautiful way of pivoting, if you will. So another thing that I do to program my brain is I have a daily gratitude practice. Like sometimes I just walk around my house or I'm driving around in my car and I just, you know, I'm like, wow, this is a really great time to nourish my brain and to, which is also a really great way to nourish your heart and soul as well. And I just rhyme off all the things that I'm grateful for. I speak to myself in really kind ways. I pass that mirror and instead of self-shaming, I speak to myself in really kind ways and most importantly, Importantly, when a limiting belief comes up or when a tr- when I'm triggered or when I'm feeling really frustrated or when I'm feeling in pain, I ensure that I'm healing those things, that I'm taking care of those things, that I'm nourishing those things, that I'm honoring those things because it's trying to tell me something. And when I live in the limiting belief and I live in the pain and I take up permanent residence there, it keeps me from being, doing, and having all that I desire. So it's just I have this trigger. I actually had a trigger the other day and it was really, it was really uncomfortable. So instead of staying in that trigger, I spoke to someone about that trigger and we worked through it. And then I was like, okay, that is now something that I need to be aware of. So again, it's not about never experiencing a negative emotion. It's about not taking up permanent residence there. And what I want you to remember about this step, if you will, it's not a step, it's just a way of being, but we we learn so well with regards to like step one to step five, for example, is that negative beliefs are exactly that, they're beliefs. They're not fact and they have no meaning unless we give meaning to them. So if you believe it to be true, that is going to be your reality. If you don't believe it to be true, that will become your reality. So it's about where are you putting your beliefs? What are you making fact? What are you giving meaning to? So one of the things that um, I say often is that karma, as so many of us believe, it's not our past mistakes coming back to bite us in the ass. Karma is the energy we attract by living in a constant negative or positive state it's both both right like it's not just the negative side it's the positive it's the contrast karma is the energy we attract by living in a constant repetitive positive or negative state so what is the energy because wherever your attention is going that's where your energy flows increases or decreases right and you can see that when you're in a negative state your energy lowers when you're in a positive state your energy is high so where your energy is flowing That is the place that you're either taking action or inaction from. Is that enhancing your life or taking away from it? Is it enhancing your energy or taking away from it? So the question that you can ask yourself is, where do you want your energy to flow and what actions do you want to take or what do you not want to take? So... To wrap this step up, if your mind can lead you into the darkness, if your mind can lead you into taking up permanent residence in Negativeville, into that negative vortex, vortex, it could also lead you out, which just means 
by learning to become self-aware and taking control of what you put out energetically into the world, how you react, how you respond, the things that you do, the beliefs that you give meaning to, um, you're able to reprogram your brain to work for you instead of against you. And I'm telling you this right now, you must trust in this principle if you ever wish to master your mind. If your mind can lead you out, it can lead you in, right? If it can lead you into the darkness, it can lead you into the light. If it can lead you out of the light, it can leave you out of the darkness. Like your mind, you have total control over it. You just have to feed it and tell it what you want it to think, how you want it to be, to act, how you want it to respond. And you do that by just making daily choices, by making constant choices. And if a choice didn't work out, work out and you didn't respond the way you wanted to respond, because I don't respond perfectly all the time, I just say, you know what? Okay, next time I'm going to do things differently. Next time I'm going to pause and I'm going to respond differently. Next time I'm not going to speak so horribly to myself. Next time I'm going to work with my coach on that limiting belief. Next time, next time, next time. All right? We always have that opportunity. If you're alive in this moment, you can push that reset button and you can choose again. All right, number two, if we are following steps, which I know it just makes it easier, number two to being effing contagiously positive is to not let unrealistic fear be your decision maker. So the best question here is where are you allowing fear and worry to be your decision maker? Okay, if you are not in a true life threatening, this is going to ruin my life forever danger, I'm going to die, it is probably an unrealistic fear. And by unrealistic fear, I don't mean that it is not okay to feel fear. I mean allowing that fear to be your decision maker. So one unrealistic fear is there was a study done once that actually showed that the majority of people asked if they would go up on stage, would they rather go up on stage or they would rather die? And like 80% or like over 80% said, I would rather die than public speak. That is insanity. That is an unrealistic fear. The fear is real because it is uncomfortable to go up on stage and we don't want to look silly. So by unrealistic fear, I don't mean never experience the feeling of fear again. What I mean is, are you allowing that to make your decision for you? Meaning... Being afraid of public speaking, that's not life-threatening. Being Going up on stage is not life-threatening. Being afraid of failing, not life-threatening. Being afraid of quitting that soul-sucking job that you cannot stand, that's not life-threatening. Being afraid of leaving that relationship that's not working for you anymore because you don't want to hurt the other person and it's really, really uncomfortable to do that and it's going to be temporarily painful, that's not life-threatening. It might be all temporarily scary because all new things can feel that way, but it's not going to kill you. And the reason why this is so important is because we've made our mind believe we have programmed our brain. It all goes back to step one. We've programmed our brain to believe that anything that is out of the box, anything that is different, anything that is a change, anything that is out of the norm, anything that is not the traditional way, if you will, anything that is a road less traveled is a dangerous animal that we need to run from, which is why so many of us are either in fight flight or freeze, right? Because we are stuck by these fears. We've programmed our brain to fear this. We've created those neural pathways. So when you're about to make a major change or a shift in your life, what happens is fear creeps in. Your mind's like, you should be afraid of that. That's different. That's going to be temporarily scary. That's going to be temporarily uncomfortable. We don't want to feel uncomfortable and it prevents you from making the choice and taking action. What you are afraid of is not the choice. You're afraid, and I want you to really think about this, you're afraid of the emotional discomfort that the choice will bring if it ends up not being what you wanted it to be, or the emotional discomfort of going through that temporarily scary thing or that temporarily uncomfortable thing. So a really great way to begin to question these fears and obviously there are so many things to unpack here but we're limited on time I just want to get you going into the baby steps is if you're about to do something that scares you I want you to ask yourself this question when it comes up and trust me it's going to come up because we're in a constant state of change like things are going to happen the simplest question you can ask yourself is this life or death 
Is this life or death? Scary? Yes. Will it be temporarily? Absolutely. Is this life or death? It probably won't be, right? Probably won't be. So no matter what happens, I promise you, you're going to be okay. You're going to be okay. If you want to step up on that stage, you're going to be okay. It's going to be scary. You might not be perfect the first time, but you are going to be okay. And you're going to learn and you're going to grow and you're going to evolve and you're going to get better and better and better and better at it. If you want to leave that relationship, is it going to be painful? Of course, it's going to be painful. Leaving a relationship is painful. But if you really want to do it and you know it at the end of the day, on the other side of that, you're going to be really, really happy because you know that you deserve love and you deserve to have a relationship that is supportive and loving, you're going to be okay. It's not going to kill you. If you want to leave that soul sucking job, is it going to be uncomfortable? Is it going to be hard starting that new job at the beginning because you're starting from scratch and you're, you know, everything new takes time to learn? Yes, it's going to be all of those things, but you're not going to die. You're going to be okay. So question one, are you allowing fear and worry to be your decision maker? Question two, when something comes up and it's something that you want to do and it feels really scary, is this life or death? And then make the choice from there. From there, the choice is yours. Whatever you choose to do after that, totally up to you. How phenomenal is that? Your life, your choice. So step three to being effing contagiously positive is to recognize when you're at a wake-up call. I love these wake-up calls. These wake-up calls happen throughout our life. They happen as we change. They happen as we grow. They happen as we evolve. This is just totally normal. And it's not always a negative thing. The wake-up call doesn't need to be a negative rock bottom. The wake-up call can just simply be a spiritual awakening. So whatever it your wake-up call is, if it's a rock bottom, if it's a tipping point, if it's a breaking point, if it's a crash... Whatever name you give it or wherever it is that you are on that scale, if it's a positive um, wake-up call or it's that temporarily negative rock bottom wake-up call, what I want you to know is what it is actually is an awakening to your life. It's where you've been, it's where you are, it's where you're going, and it's your mind, your body, your heart and soul screaming, enough is enough, I want a better life, or I want to do something different, be something different, or have something different. That's it. And we need to recognize when we're stuck in our old unsupportive patterns because by nature, humans, we humans, lovely, lovely humans that we are, we are habitual. We're so habitual that even though we know something's not working for us anymore, we stay in it because the temporarily, temporary emotional discomfort makes us say, well, maybe we should just stay right here even though it's not supporting us anymore. Because listen, If we don't, what's going to happen is we're going to stay in the familiar even though it's not working for us. And eventually, that really nice wake-up call, those little gentle voices telling us to go a different direction, ends up being a rock bottom. And I don't want you to end up there at the rock bottom. The rock bottom is really a great place sometimes because the only way way out is up. But I don't want you to have to go to a, a rock bottom. I want you to start paying attention to those now, those little nudges now, so it doesn't have to get louder and louder and louder like enough is enough. I can't take this anymore. Right. And oftentimes, though, I know because I'm like this as well, as much as I say these things and become aware of these things, we often need a wake up call to our life to see where we are living in fear or to see where we're being overcome by our limiting beliefs or unsupportive patterns or stuck in a habit. But these things, these wake-up calls, these spiritual awakenings, or if it's a rock bottom for you right now, it doesn't need to be feared because it's actually a really good thing. It's your inner guide. It's your true self being incredibly loud because it's saying, I want something different or it's reached the point of enough is enough. And in these moments, you are going to become so flooded with so many emotions. And if you're at a at, at a rock bottom, they're going to feel like really shitty. I don't want to deal with this right now emotions. However, it's in these moments where you get a glimpse of what you truly desire and what you f- refuse to just no longer accept in your life or as your life. Like how phenomenal is that? Sometimes being shown what we no longer want is the thing that helps us get clear on what we do want. So whether you are at that point or not, whether you're at a tipping point or a rock bottom or a spiritual awakening or you're getting little nudges, that's something that you just want to go in a different direction. What I want you to know is that the change doesn't have to be feared. It doesn't need to be avoided and it doesn't even need to be confusing and you don't need to ignore it until you hit a rock bottom. 
a shakeup, a different perspective, a change, a new road. These things are there to enhance your life. And if it doesn't end up working because sometimes what worked yesterday doesn't work today or we take a road that we think was good but it ended up not being what we thought so we need to take another road, you just get to choose again. That's it. You get to choose again. You're at a decision fork. You can go left or you can go right. You get to choose again. And if you're willing to listen to these, you know, we'll call them beautiful emotional awakenings, and you're willing to take off that weighted protective fear blanket that's holding you down, your wake-up call, your emotional awakening, your rock bottom, it becomes the guiding light that leads you straight up towards being, doing, and having all that you desire. So step three, recognize your wake-up calls. Pay attention to your inner guide nudging you if it's saying, I want to go in a different direction, I want a better life, or I want to do or be or have something different. Recognize that. Pay attention to that and take action from that place and start to question it. What are you trying to tell me? What is this opening up to me? What is this trying to open me up to? What is this trying to teach me? So number four is use your past as guidance, not a prison. So being effing contagiously positive, this is actually a really, really phenomenal one because I've imprisoned myself in my past and that does not make me feel very effing contagiously positive. That does not leash my inner contagiously positive girl. In fact, it keeps me it keeps me shackled. So what happens is step one, step two, step three, especially step three, this these wake up call moments make us look at ourselves, but they make us look into our past. And that's really important because there's lessons there and there's things there and it's a part of our story and it's a part of our chapter and it's a part of our book, if you will. But we don't want to stay there because we're not living in the past. We're here. We're here now in this moment today. Actually, the thing that only literally exists right now is this moment, you listening to me. That's all that's real right now. Yes, your past happened, but we always want to be moving forward. And if you want to release those shackles, if you want to open the door to the prison and be happy and walk towards happy land, you're going to have to free yourself from the prison of your past. And only you can do that. You cannot wait for someone to forgive you or give you permission. However, I'm giving you permission right now. Take the key, open up the door and walk out right? Whether it is a past mistake or it's a failure or it's pain or if something just didn't turn out as planned, you can decide right now to heal it, to learn from it and to move forward with it. Maya Angelou says, said the best thing. She said, when you know better, you can do better. That's what our past is. When we know better, we can do better. And there comes a time in each of our lives where we have to let go of our fears. We have to let go of our limiting beliefs, our toxic thoughts, and just all the things that are not serving us. Because there's this dark stormy cloud in there of these negative, painful, heartbreaking past events that are preventing us from moving forward if we're not willing to let go or if we've locked ourselves in a prison and thrown away the key. Because the thing is, and this is the truth, we all go through, we're all going to go through or we're all currently going through many of us are going through difficult times in our lives unfortunately some more than others but that doesn't diminish what you went through it's just we all go through things so for those of you who have been hurt by others what I want you to know is that you can't choose what other people do to you, but you can choose what you do in the moments after. So what I mean by that is we have no control over external circumstances. We have no control over other people, but we can choose what we're going to do in the moments after. And during that time, especially when it's really, really painful, we have to go through difficult, painful, frustrating, uncomfortable, unfair emotions. But once we go through that, the choice does lie within us as to what we're going to do next. And we can stay there and we can live in the pain and we can take up permanent residence in that pain or we can choose to find a way to move up the emotional scale. And the only way to do that is to feel it. We got to feel all the feels, even the painful ones, even the difficult ones, even the frustrating ones. And then we learn from it and by and then we make the decision, you know what, I'm never going to put myself in this position again to allow this to happen. And then we heal it and then we move forward with it. We don't ignore it by stuffing it down and then it just becomes a pressure cooker that's constantly triggering us and just ready to blow. We move forward with it.
And some of us are so caught up in our old stories that what's happening is we're not even realizing that our life is on one big repeated loop. So if you're finding yourself lying awake at night and you're sitting there like praying to God, praying to the universe, praying to like whoever, just someone listening to me saying, I wish, I hope, I'm dreaming that I could go back in time to do it all over again, you're stuck in the loop. And if you want to get out of this nauseating loop, if you want to get out of this prison and release those shackles, we have to be willing to let go of living in the stories of should have, would have, could have. And the only way we can do this is to accept it, to forgive ourselves if it's something that we need to forgive ourselves for and move forward and understand that it's a part of our story. It's a past chapter. It's a part of our life story. You know, every single chapter builds on the next. We learn a little bit more about ourselves as we go, as we turn the page, as we write our story. And we in these moments, every moment, we have the choice to say, am I the hero or the heroine of my story or am I the victim? And you can do this by embracing all the parts of who you were, who you are, who you will be, and most importantly, who you want to be. Because I'm telling you this right now, and I know without a doubt, if we were to have a conversation for a couple of hours, I know without a doubt that every chapter in your life, the good and the bad, has made you who you are today. And do we wish that we never experienced a negative emotion or never had a bad thing happen to us? Of course, but that's just... That's just not a part of our human experience. So instead, we have to see how far we've come because I bet you, again, if I had a conversation with you for a couple of hours, I would be able to show you, to mirror back to you, look at all the things you've that you've overcome. Look at all that you've accomplished. Look at all that you were able to move forward with, with confidence. And you would be like, oh, yeah, yeah I guess I never thought of it that way. So if you want to... Be effing contagiously positive. Number four is to use your past as guidance, not a prison. Number five, and this is the last one I think that we'll go through today because I'm watching the time and we are 40 minutes in and I want to respect your time. And if you're commuting to work and you have an hour commute, you're almost there or you're making dinner, dinner's almost ready. And I want to ensure that this doesn't go over that time. So step five, if you will, to be effing contagiously positive. And now listen, I'm going to repeat if you're just tuning in right here. It's not five steps to being contagiously positive. I'm just going through steps because these are five things, for example, that you can start to become aware of and pay attention to, um, to and learn from to strengthen your emotional, mental, and spiritual muscles, if you will. Okay, step five then, happiness requires action. If you're going to write anything down, it's that happiness requires action, which means that you have to care enough about feeling good that you can course correct back when you're not, because you're not going to always feel good. You just won't. It's just not the reality. We're human beings and we have a, a, a vast human emotional scale. You have to have a desire to feel so good that you believe without a doubt that you're going to achieve it, live it, feel it, and own it. Even when shit hits the fan, because we know that it's going to, which means you have to care more about your happiness than anyone else. I'm going to repeat that. You have to care more about your happiness than anyone else. Do not or stop leaving it in someone else's hands because I promise you they're going to drop it. They're going to drop it because they are not responsible for your happiness and you're not responsible for theirs. And when someone makes you responsible for their happiness and puts it in your hands, you drop it. You cannot live up to that and they cannot live up to that either. So you have to care more about your happiness than anyone else and don't leave it in someone else's hands because they're going to drop it. And once I shifted my perception and focused on things that would enhance my life, that would enhance my core desired feelings and got very clear about my values and who I wanted to be, this beautiful thing inside of me I call it my inner compass my inner guide it ignited and it started to lead me towards positive people and life events and positive emotions and feelings and thoughts that would enrich my life and that's because energy attracts energy like attracts life karma is the energy that we put out into the world so by focusing on how I wanted to feel and my values and making decisions from there, I was guided towards and people of that same energy were attracted towards me. It just, it grows, it grows. Like 
negative negativity grows positivity grows love grows like it doesn't matter where it is that you are in the emotional scale wherever you're spending the most of your time energetically that is what you are attracting that is the law of the universe so when I use that compass to guide me today and it's how I take action today it's how I make my decisions it's how and why I create my own traditions and rituals and why I travel the road less traveled and it's why I was called effing contagiously positive in that moment you know in like 2008 2009 I'm so horrible with dates but it was around that time when that subcontractor said you're so effing contagiously positive In that moment, what I did, which is what I didn't realize I was doing at the time, but I know now, is I didn't make my happiness dependent on him and his reaction and his attitude. I decided to have my own reaction and my own response, even though he, energetically, he was trying to get me to go on his end. And listen, I sometimes lose my temper. I sometimes get stuck in negativeville. I get hurt. But here's the thing, I feel at peace knowing that I have been programming my brain to work for me instead of against me and tools to recalibrate and find my way back when I get too off track. And when I'm so stuck, I reach out for help. I call my coach or I work with a therapist like because sometimes we just can't do it on our own. We need support sometimes and that is okay. What I want you to know here about happiness creating action, happiness takes action, is that happiness or joy, whatever word works, resonates better with you for you, it's not created with one event or one memory. And it's not created by getting stuck in this mentality of I will only be happy when I have or I will only be happy when this person does this. Because that is putting your happiness in someone else's or something else's hands. What happiness or joy is, it's a string of events, it's a string of memories, it's a string of experiences that get all tied and meshed together and this creates a happy life. So if our life is our choice, and it is, if we create our reality and we do, If we can program our mind to work for us instead of against us, and we can, you have to create these events and you have to make these memories and you have to take action and you need to have these experiences that you can string together on this life journey by creating your own roadmap and by stringing all of these things together. And all of a sudden you get to the end of your life right? You've put yourself in the driver's seat of your life. You're driving the car. You're creating all these experiences, all of these things that are happening. You're following your own roadmap and you get to the end of the road, the end of your life. And you're like, wow, that was a cool ride. That is what we want to do, right? The good and the bad, but we want the good to outweigh the bad. And the only way to do that is by constantly working towards embracing our life in every moment that we can without having everything on our must have list yet right? The more you feel it, the more you be it, the more you're going to attract it. Don't wait for the when I haves to be happy. Create it. Take action. What can I do today to be happy? What can I do today to be happy? And then what's going to happen is you're going to be so happy that when you get more of the things that you want, you're going to be filled with so much gratitude that you received it because you were already happy. Something that I say all the time is gratitude turns feelings of lack into feelings of abundance, which means you may not have everything that you want yet, like a big yet, but you have everything that you need. And if you can focus on all of the beautiful things and be grateful for all of the beautiful things that you have that you need right now, what's going to happen is that is the energy you're going to take action from you're going to attract more of those things and then you're going to end up getting everything that you want as well it might not be in your timeline in your exact timeline but I promise you it will happen I wrote this really beautiful thing in my blog today and I was talking about um, an elephant how an elephant is pregnant for 18 to 22 months to be able to grow a baby 
um, that big, because you know how big elephants are, she has to carry the baby in her belly for 18 to 22 months before she gives birth to it. And that's because elephants are the largest land animals in the world. They have the biggest brains. So the baby needs the proper time to develop in the womb so that it has the brain power to survive from birth. But the reason why I share this with you is if you're feeling frustrated that you haven't achieved a goal or dream or desire yet, or perhaps you're laying awake at night because you're beginning to lose faith and the fear is keeping you awake, I want you to imagine that the only reason it's taking time is because your dreams, your goals, your desires are so big and so magnificent, just like the elephant, that it just needs a little more gestation time before it can be burned. So, born, sorry. So, it so you can not only survive but thrive and so that you can be do and have all that you desire so that is why I say even though you don't have everything that you want yet you have everything that you need the rest is just on the way and you need to get we need to get out of our own way and out of this lack mentality and allow it the time to come towards us and we do that by living a really phenomenal life on the way on the journey the the road trip is a part of of the entire journey make the road trip a part of it don't just constantly try to get to a destination saying once I get there I'll finally have fun and be happy be happy while you're driving the car so I'll end with this your life is your choice if you want to be effing contagiously positive or not that's your choice We're going to make bad choices. We're going to make great choices. We're going to make choices that we wish we hadn't made. We're going to make choices that really like enhance our lives and that make us happy and healthy and successful. Like it's all a part of it. There's all, it's all a part of it. The good, the bad, the ugly, it's all a part of it. And the great thing about life is that every single day you open your eyes, you get to do a do-over and you get to make other choices and you get to push the reset button and you get to put yourself in the driver's seat of your car and you're like, okay, where are we going today? And some are going to work out for you and some won't such is life such is this really beautiful life and your choices what you do the moment you turn off this podcast your choices will be what brings you down the path of happiness or brings you down the path of unhappiness your choices will be what makes you feel healthy or makes you feel unhealthy your choices will be what makes your relationship great or what makes it not great your choices will be what makes you successful or not successful and if you make a quote-unquote bad choice or you say you know what I, I wish I hadn't have done that I wish I hadn't have said that or that didn't work out for me or I wish I would have had done something differently next time choose something differently next time it's all in your hands And to be effing contagiously positive, we want to be in the driver's seat of our life because when we're driving the car, we can guide the car towards being, doing, and having what we desire, not what everyone else desires for us, but what we want for us. So that, my dears, are a few things that you can start to put into the back of your mind five things you can start to do today to heal today to learn more about today to read more about today to listen to more about today or whatever it is or to start putting into practice to be effing contagiously positive thank you so much for listening everybody i'm sending you all so much love and as always be happy be healthy and of course be contagiously positive bye everyone